0: Cornel Thomas, thank you so much for joining us at Out and About.
1: Thank you so much, Marsha, for having me.
0: It is such a pleasure to have you not only at Out and About, Mm -hmm. but also in Dubai. We are sitting at an amazing location, ready to have this conversation.
1: Yeah, lots of jet skis, babies, everything is great. But (laughs) we're going to make it happen. We're going
0: to make it. (laughs) Through this, it will be all fine. That's what we do. Yes, that is exactly what we do. Now, for those people who don't know as much about you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and especially what brings you to Dubai? Yeah,
1: well, the first thing that brings me to to Dubai is my friend Maria from Dubai. She's my concierge when I get here. She runs an amazing VIP business, even though I never use VIP, but she uses that to just explain to people like this person's from a different area. But the reason I'm in Dubai is really is to make an impact. And you have to kind of know my story a little bit to know why I want to make an impact. Uh, My father passed away when I was really young. I was four years old when my father passed. He was a police officer in the city of Passaic, New Jersey, did all these amazing things, got a name, the street after him seven years ago. But I didn't know my father. I didn't connect with my father. So my mom raised five of us by herself with zero money. So who I am is because of who my mom was and still is. She was an absolute, she's like you, she was an absolute lion right like she wasn't about problems she was about solutions but growing up I really didn't connect to anything so there's nothing I wanted to be like most young men would be like their dad like I didn't have my father there to, as a model and my mom worked so many jobs I really we didn't see her a ton when she came home she'd feed us she'd love us she put us to sleep and then she'd go and it wasn't until I was about 16 years old where I, I found basketball and in that whole entire journey I, I wanted to play basketball so my mom didn't have to struggle anymore like that was my purpose Right? Like I want to be a professional basketball player so my mom never has to struggle again. Yeah. And I got to that point where I got a concentrate on professional basketball and then I got injured. And that was like one of the hardest moments of my life. Because I felt like a failure, right? Like a lot of people they do things and it doesn't go their way and they're like, Oh, I must have failed mm-hmm. Not realizing that if I didn't stop playing basketball I wouldn't be here with you right now.
0: Yeah. Now how did you get through that? How did yeah. you get through that feeling of I'm a failure? Um, What's the next step
1: for me? Yeah. So you hear a lot of these motivational speakers that are like, it's okay, be happy, right? Like they tell you to be happy all the time. That's not, that's not human. And when I talk about positivity, I say it's not the absence of human emotion. It's just not living in negative emotion. So when this first happened, I was in complete why me mode. I was upset. I was angry. But then I started thinking about my mom. and I started thinking about, well, how does she handle problems when things got bad? and she always put the solutions in front of the problem so if you spend all your time in the problem you never know what the solution is so i said to myself okay i injured myself so what are you going to do now you can sit here you can continue to cry and that's okay like you can live in it for a little bit or are you going to figure out what to do next and that's what i started to do i went to the gym i started shooting from a chair and I just started getting that, my mentality back. I did nothing for my basketball game, but it did everything for my mental stability.
0: Which is just exactly what you need when you're in that position, right? Sure. So I have this really, maybe hard but easy question.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: what would the world look like yeah. if your visions were realized? and yeah. Who would benefit from it and who would suffer?
1: Yeah. Real people would benefit, fake people would suffer. There'd be no media. That'll be the first things I do Like I, The media would be, the way it's right now It would be deconstructed right? I'd give you real stories of real people Celebrity Hollywood, I'd probably blow it up And get real people in there Because what we're idolizing As children It's not leading us to anything But staying on our phones all day And trying to be influencers Instead of trying to make connections And empower other people so, I, I would just take, take the media out, I would change the whole entire educational system, especially in the States, they're creating worker bees and not leaders and entrepreneurs and free thinkers, and then I would go from there.
0: Now, you talked a little bit about your mom. I'd like to talk a little bit more about your passion and where your passion stems from. Yeah. You know, just to give our audience a little bit more about you and you know, what makes you who you are yeah. and why you're doing what you're doing now. Yeah.
1: I've always been pretty driven even as a young man like I've always been driven My work ethic comes from my mom like seeing her my mom never really preached to us She never like sat us down and told us like hours and hours of life lessons She would just give us little segments right like little nuggets So I remember one time being very young my mom telling me everything happens for a reason That started framing my mind in terms of problems and solutions When I got injured I lost that I was like well why would this possibly happen? And the key to that sentence is sometimes you won't figure it out until way later on. Sometimes you might not figure out until you're gone. Like Martin Luther King, he was assassinated. He didn't see everything that he was that he did until long after we saw it. That was for us, not for him. Another thing that she told us, told me, was always have gratitude, be grateful. And I love that. Like one of the best gratitude stories ever. This really quick. My sister wanted something from the store. We didn't have the money. And I had $20 in my pocket that I worked for all weekend. And I, all I wanted to get was a laser tag gun. And my sister asked my mom, could we go to the store? And my mom said no. And my sister did something you never do to a black mom. She went and smacked her lips. So I'm sitting there thinking, like, oh, she's going to die today. Yeah. Like, she's, my sister's going to die. And so I gave her the $20 I had in my pocket. And my mom said, What do you say, Alicia? And Alicia said, Thank you. And then two weeks later, my mom came in my room and put $40 on my dresser that she didn't have. And I said, I gave her back a 20. I so, said, mom, I only gave you 20. She goes, baby boy, she's like, when you give, you give back exponentially. Yeah.
0: And that's the kind of story that you teach your children yep. and your children's 100%. children. Mm-hmm. And if everybody brings that message across, mm-hmm. how amazing this world the will
1: amazing be. amazing world. But that's why I'm so, that's why I like to give. That's why I like to meet with people. That's why I like going different places and talking to different people and seeing different people of different colors and races and religions and dialects because I think, I, have, I think my story can impact others. And I think the knowledge that I have is downloaded is not mine. I think it can help other people. So that's why I like to give, and I'm, so, I'm such, If like you talked before, like I'm a crazy person. So I have that work ethic where I want to go everywhere and, and share.
0: What are you afraid of more? Getting your way or not getting your way? And why is that?
1: That's a great question. I've never been asked that question before. Getting my way or not getting my way. I would say not getting my way because my way is pretty pure. So what I want in life is pure, like I want to connect people, I want to connect the planet, I want to bring positive change, I want to change systems. So if I didn't get my way, that wouldn't be
0: cool. Now what do you spend most of your time doing and why? And that might be a very easy or hard question.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I would say outside of my family, outside of my kids, playing playing with them creating and creating a lot of different things so i'm working on a tv show i have two podcasts i have a books i have a speakers program so it's all creating when all this rona stuff started i, I don't call it corona i call it rona because rona's ratchet right so rona comes she's out with an earring she's like I, i'm trying to get everybody sick uh so for me when i was i was flying back i was speaking in austin texas i was flying back home and i started writing down what are you going to create when you land mm-hmm. And I just started working on I, the app. All these different things started coming out. Because I just feel like the more you create, the less you stress. Yes. Right? I love being in the creative process.
0: Now, you just mentioned writing and books. Mm-hmm. I had a look at some of your books. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you, what's your favorite so far and why? How you going to do that, girl? Uh, Let you, me see. You have a favorite. I, cool. I do have sure. a favorite. Yeah. I do
1: have a favorite. I'll say the first one. Okay. This is why. Because it's the first one. Yeah. And in that book is everybody that's impacted my life and has set me on the path that I am right now, that you wouldn't expect outside of my father, right? Just pe- people that just came about, random parts of my life that helped move me forward. So that's, i say the first book.
0: If you had to write a story about yourself, so this is yourself, it could be a book or a movie, yeah. what would it be called, and why would you give it that title?
1: I think I would call it's not a great title but I will call it Bounce Back Ability okay. and the reason is is I've had so many times in my life where I've been knocked down and I haven't even thought about laying on the floor. Even if I take one knee or I grab onto something and start pulling myself up, I was raised by a lioness so I'm just taught to like hit the floor and start working your way back up. So I'd say Bounce Back Ability.
0: Fantastic. Now, you've talked about your mom, and we know how instrumental your yeah. mom is, uh, yeah. still is, in your life and who you are now. Is there anybody else that inspires you and why?
1: Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people. You inspire me, and I just met you. Uh, there's a lot of people that inspire me, but I would say in terms of speaking, the first person I've ever heard speak was Les Brown.
0: Okay. And okay. I was
1: on a radio show with Les like, when I first started speaking, in Les inspires me because he looked like me. And I said, wow, there's someone that looks like me that does this. And he just has this storytelling ability that is better than anyone that I ever saw to that point. And so I would say Les Brown. I just love the storytelling. I love his humor and I love how he moved. He had swag. Like, so I'd say Les.
0: Let's talk about the kind of motivational side. Mm. Now, lots of motivational speakers um, talk about goal setting and setting goals. Why do we do that? You know, yeah. Why does anyone want to set goals? What would you say are your three top tips? If you believe in setting yeah. What are your three top tips?
1: Well, the, the first thing is I think motivation is intrinsic. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a motivational speaker. I just use the title because people know what that is, yeah. right? I think I can inspire you, but I think the motivation has to come from yourself, right? Now I can inspire you to action. Mm-hmm. I can inspire you, inspire you to motivate yourself. Mm-hmm but I can't just motivate you. If you don't wanna do something, you won't do something. But when it comes to goal setting, you have to understand that there are people that don't have goals. So the first thing you have to ask, if you care, is well, why? Why are you happy just being in the rat race and doing the same every day over and over and over again and you don't set anything higher for yourself? And if that's the case, then that's cool. That's your life, you do what you gotta do. Now, when it comes to setting goals, the first thing you have to do is you have to make it tangible. Right, you make it tangible. How do you make it tangible? You write it down everybody says that but it's true yes. you write it down now after you write it down you have to say okay well how do i execute this goal and then now you have to write out action steps like okay say i want to be an actor what do you have to do well i might have to move to l.a i might have to move to new york i might take acting classes and the third thing is and the most important thing is you've got to 100 percent fully believe and work towards that goal because faith without works is dead it's nothing absolutely. so you got to work towards it
0: absolutely and that's great great feedback um, anybody watching this would want to think about you know why am i setting these goals because yeah. it's so important to think about because everybody says beginning of the year oh we've got to set some goals <laughs> yeah. Yeah. because it's just something new, year, that new me you, yes
1: yeah. something it's that the you, old you you ain't doing that yet yeah. same
0: old person yeah. what's changed <laughs> now do you believe in setting goals in written old-fashioned format you must write it with a pen or do you believe that you know that you can get your applications out, you can start typing things out? Lots of people have different things to say about just the action of writing something down and what it does to it your is. brain in comparison to taking out your phone and just trying to type something. What are your yeah. views on that?
1: I don't think it's a one-size-fits-all. I think it what works for you, I do both. Okay. So I have an action board in my room, not a vision board, an action board. I, love, I visualize all the time. But I action, so an action board, inside, on that board is the words like create, develop. It's not, it would be very nice if I had this. But then there's times where I have a to-do list. My to-do list are my goals. So I've already made it, like I'm, they already happen. I've already done one them. Right, it's a to-do list. I'm saying like, okay, do this, do this, do this. So it just sets my mind into working towards it. So I think both, I do both. I write them down, and then I type them out. So it just depends. What does the end of your day look like? Uh, Well, at 8.30, my my two kids, Bryce and Naya, they go to bed. And after we put the kids to bed, I create for like another half hour, 45 minutes. And then I close my laptop, and I try to put my phone to the side, and I give myself another hour to just chill, and then I go to bed. Now, sometimes it doesn't work like that. Sometimes I get an email at 10 o'clock, that's a, a big opportunity, where I'm like, all right, let me answer this real quick and then go. But hopefully by like 11, I'm already out asleep. And sleep. It used to not be like that. I used to get like four hours of sleep, four and a half hours of sleep. Not because I heard someone, some motivational speaker say, grind, grind, grind. It's just like that's the way it worked. But now I make sure like I sleep at 11 because I get up super early to work out. And then I go and do my day. So it's usually playing with my kids and put my kids to bed. A little bit more work and then going to bed.
0: Now lots of... Lots of people think that at the end of the day, you have to write, you know, today I'm grateful for, Mm -hmm. Um, different things. They will do different sorts of journals. What's your view on journaling?
1: I think, again, I think journaling works for some people. Um, For me, I don't necessarily journal. Mm -hmm. When I wake up, every day I say to myself, thank you, because in that... Ability to wake up and see another day is an opportunity for me to make an impact. When I go to sleep, I say thank you. So I don't necessarily write out things. Even like our app has something where you can write out gratitude, but I don't write it out. I just say thank you. And it's like gratitude is a practice, right? It's something that you practice. So I don't have to write it down. I can just show it. I can show you I'm grateful for this interview by following up and saying thank you so much Marsha, like, I had such a good time with you, and which I obviously need to do, so it's just a practice that you do, so I just practice gratitude more than I write, write it down gratitude.
0: So you've got lots of people who are, oh my affirmations, yeah. I am beautiful, yes. I am, I am, I am, yeah. where are you with those?
1: Well, it, it it depends because you can't have affirmations like I am beautiful, I am beautiful, I am beautiful, I am strong, be the opposite every single day. There's a disconnect. So if you're beautiful, stop using 35 filters on your Snapchat, right? You don't look like a cat, stop it, right? So if you really believe you're beautiful, right? Own it, be beautiful. It doesn't mean you don't, can't wear makeup, but I'm saying like, own it, right? Look in the mirror. I tell people this all the time, I say, look in the mirror for 60 seconds straight without flinching, without moving your, away, turning your gaze, just look right in the mirror, and look at you, right? And see who you are. Some people are like, I cried. And some people are like, I turned away, right? we have so many people on this planet that just aren't good with themselves right you got to get good with you no affirmation is going to help you get good with you you got to figure out why you're not good with you and then take the action steps to get there
0: now you know as as you're moving through life Mm -hmm. and especially as an entrepreneur we've got lots of our readers are entrepreneurs yes it is a very very stressful job yes because you're thinking about you know how am I gonna get paid? How yeah. am I paying my rent? How yeah. am I paying for my life? How am I paying for my car? You don't necessarily know where the money is coming from. Mm-hmm. So that brings on a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. So what kind of advice would you give to entrepreneurs about you know, just trying to move forward, trying to stay ahead of the game, uh, and trying to keep those stress levels yeah. in at the same <laughs> Manageable. time? Manageable. Yeah.
1: yeah. So my fifth book is called Game of Death,
0: mm-hmm.
1: An Entrepreneur Survival Guide. It's all about entrepreneurship. Yeah and it's about the mindset of an entrepreneur. Now you can be fooled on social media and thinking everybody's a six-figure earner and has a Lamborghini and etc., which is crap, right? When it comes to entrepreneurship, the mindset is the most important. You have, to be, you have to have the mental fortitude to get through the hard times. You are gonna get punched in the mouth over and over and over, even when you are a millionaire. There's still gonna there can be one thing that can drop your business straight down. So you have to be able to get yourself up off the floor. It's extremely important. Another thing, your baby steps are still steps. So even if you feel like you're not making leaps and bounds towards your goals, just keep going forward, right? Like Martin Luther King said, you know, um, he was talking about like, you know, uh, crawling, walking, or running. But whatever you do, keep moving forward, right? Like, so that's the thing I tell entrepreneurs is like, if you really care about this business, and it's your love, just regardless, keep moving forward. Even if it feels like you're not moving anywhere, like keep pushing yourself and getting to
0: that goal. Fantastic, that's such great advice. Take, you know what I say to people all the time: when I do these interviews, mm. I get more out of it than anybody else. <laughs> you know, it's not just Good. for the audience. Yeah. It's uh, I'm learning. I'm always yeah, learning, and it is about you know, every day yeah. taking on board what I yeah. learn from others. Yeah. We're almost at the end. No. <laughs> I know we could go on forever. We can go for days. We can go for days. This conversation, yeah. but. Just thinking about the way you speak, um, you have any audience that you would like. You have to speak to them tomorrow. What would you be talking to them about and why?
1: I would probably be talking to that audience about purpose. And the reason I would talk about purpose is because there are probably billions of human beings that think there's no reason they exist. And if they, they don't think that, they don't know why they exist. And I always tell people like, your life is not a linear thing. It's a million, you go millions of curves, roadblocks, etc. But you were chosen. Like you were chosen out of like 400 trillion, whatever the account is. Like you were chosen. And I, in my TED talk, I said you know, to win the lottery is one in 175 million probability. To be born is like one in 400 trillion. So you have to ask yourself, well, why am I here? There's got to be a reason. So I would say I would talk about purpose. I think once you know you have purpose. It just becomes a beautiful thing, life becomes easier.
0: Because then suddenly everything makes sense. Yes. Right? Everything yeah. makes sense. Like
1: once you figured out why you're here, Marcia, right? Like, oh okay. Now now I get it. Yeah. yeah. That's it?
0: <laughs> that 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 is literally it. It's purpose. I yeah. one of the things I talk about mm-hmm. when I go out to speak is purpose. Mm-hmm. Because I do believe in not just perp- passion but passion without actually doing the work and knowing what your purpose is, is just doesn't make any sense. Yes. It makes no sense at all. And my last question yeah. always is the same. Yeah. If you had a quote that you live by, mm. or do you have a quote that you live mm-hmm. by, what is it and why?
1: Yeah, I have a, cu- a bunch from my mom, but I would u- I'll would use one from a uh, Mann. He said, you should be ashamed to die until you score some victory for humanity. And I love that quote because don't live a life without purpose. And realize that your purpose doesn't have to be saving the world. The purpose could be taking care of your house. But don't live a life without purpose. And that's what I live by.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. It has been amazing having a conversation with you. I know we could go on forever, but unfortunately...
1: You're trying to make me cry. You're trying to make me cry. That's how you go.
0: Yeah. yeah. I am right. um, I'm sure everybody will really enjoy just listening to, to this Thanks conversation. Thank you so much. Strength, courage, and wisdom is inside of me.